What's up, guys? It's Alex, generalgeibel.com. You're listening to the third episode of the Hard Dance Producer Network podcast. This is the second part with DJ Mutante. I hope you enjoyed the previous episode because it was already pretty awesome and this one is gonna get even freakier. I'm not gonna talk too much. Let me take care of some business before we get started. If you need sound samples, check out generalgeibel.com. Make also sure you check out the Hard Dance Producer Network community on Facebook, a private Facebook group with a lot of nice producers. And be part of the community. Just check it out. Hard Dance Producer Network on Facebook. I'm gonna wait. Do it now. No, I'm not gonna wait. Okay. And the last business part before we start the fun part. Make sure, please, damn fucking right, make sure you subscribe to that podcast wherever you're listening to it. You rate it, review it, like it, comment it, whatever. There's a video version on YouTube, youtube.com slash General and an audio version on all the major podcast platforms podcast streaming whatever you know what i mean so i'm not gonna talk too much enjoy the second part of the interview with dj mutante we're gonna pick up where we left off last week and let's roll the fucking music have much fun you're listening to the hard dance producer network the number one producer podcast for the harder styles hosted by general geibel What synths? Like, what are your top three synthesizers? Yeah, um, like Reactor. Uh, well, because I have like the complete also, huh? I have the complete, so yeah. so I, I I have tendency to use uh, like Reactor. That's on every track for whatever it is. Yeah. Like sometimes it's, it's good for an effect. Sometimes it's good for a, a synth. Uh, I like, I like massive. <laughs> massive is on every track. Yeah. Basically that's for sure. A hundred person track. Uh, just because of the white noise to start with. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I always use massive for, for any white noise all the time. So that's, you know, but beside that, yeah, sometimes I, I, I use it also. I think it's, it's a good one. And uh, once again, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, like things like serum and so on. It's, it, they're all good, man. You know, it's just, um, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm, a, I'm a preset. I'm a preset guy, I think. Yeah. So I don't, you, you rather take a preset and tweak it until you like it yeah. and make shit from scratch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's but then, like, then, 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 serum is like the one to go for because I guess, like after silent, there are probably the most sound banks out now for for serum. Maybe yeah, massive yeah. has a couple of more than serum, but they, yeah, no, no, serum it's, is it's gonna good. take over. It's a good one. There's like yeah. some really fun stuff, and you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, most of the time, like people will say, like, "Oh, get serum because you can do your own wavetable and so yeah. on." But I don't, I don't even, you know, I don't do, I don't, I don't make stuff from scratch. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like I, I can if you know. I mean, if I have to, I can. But it's not something that it's never been. It's not something that I like. Uh, yeah to fuck around with sound. I have friends that did it's their passion. They, they could not even make a track their whole life, but if they can do 
sound mm. with synthesizer, they're just happy with that. Yeah, it's basically like me. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm the I'm the complete opposite. It's like for me, what I really like, especially about hardcore, you know, what I really like is the the the, the whole the, the, the programming, like yeah. the, the edit, the you know, this is what I like, like the from a from a from a a, a musician perspective. Yeah, yeah. Like what is. You know, like a musician th- like playing something. I mean, you know? yeah, yeah. So basically, m- yeah, making a song. Basically, no yeah. making sounds, making a song. Yeah, for me, this is like what I what I what I like the most. It's yeah. not you know the sound, but you know it's like I for me it's like I I browse presets when I I hear something that I I feel like it's close to what I like to what I'm looking for to what's appropriate for that specific part. All right, um, you know, it's not like uh, I don't I don't do it the other way around. I don't fuck around making sound and then oh, okay, yeah, I can use that sound later on a track. It's no, I'm not. It's not no. Me. So I guess I guess also when it comes down to making kicks and stuff, you're probably not one of those guys who tries to make like a full kick in one chain because it's a pain in the ass. I guess you also do a lot of like layering individual sounds and bring them together or is there... No, it's the other way around. Oh, really? And I hate it, man. Oh, really? I hate it with passion. You have no idea. Like how many times I want to punch on the wall like doing that. (laughs) It's okay. Just, okay, that's 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 very interesting. So basically, you don't like really make like to make sounds from scratch, like in terms of synths. But the kick, you really want to have like one solid chain and ready to go. Yeah, what I'm what I what I what I'm doing actually in kicks is when I hear something interesting, an interesting kick. Uh, I try to do some kind of reverse engineering, you know? Yeah. And uh, with less um, layering as possible. Yeah. So once I'm close, you know, and man, sometimes that means like two weeks. (laughs) My God, I will kill myself. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I feel like I'm close and I, I save the project like that yeah. to make sure I have it. And then the fun starts. And then I'm fucking around and I'm, I transform the whole thing. And it has nothing to do with what the initial idea was. Yeah. But it, I, I don't know why. It's important to, 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 to try to have something that it's really close to what uh, I want to achieve to what I heard. You know, yeah. it's like it could be, and it's it it's not a it's not a no matter what the style is. You know, I remember, uh, I don't know, ten years ago, maybe less. There was like this uh, England system on third movement, fuck God or something like that. Oh my God, my jaw just dropped when I heard the kick. I was like, oh my God, and I tried to. And I try to re- do it. I, I try to do like some reverse engineering. I, mean, I swear, like I think, like I spent like three weeks a month on that. 
I just wanted like to fucking kill myself. No, but I would. I would already kill myself. <laughs> but at the end, at the end, I managed to make a good recipe. I call that recipe. I managed to to make a really good recipe that I still use today. Okay. So this is it. It doesn't happen that often, you know, that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna try to do this kind of kick. Yeah. But when I do it, it, I can use it and reuse it and reuse it. And I mean, it's not really hard to add a, a little bit of of change, so it won't be the same at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even even if it's the same, like you know, if you could like recreate it, like I wouldn't really bother about it. It's, it would be even the best thing. Like if somebody's calling you out, it's like, dude, here, how it's done. Now everybody got your fucking kick. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 no, but um, I done stuff like that, like for clients. You know, they kind of oh, I want to kick like that guy, and uh-huh. and I was sitting there for like two days, and. I, lit- I literally want to quit music like you know that's why uh my 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 approach is always like i don't even try you know i hear a cool kick it's cool it's uh-huh. the kick, whatever i don't give a shit i just sit down and i just try to make a cool kick you know so that that's why you know and i got it the opposite approach while i make the kick every time i hear something that i like I always record it, so I always got like the individual samples, and maybe when I got like ten of them, I just throw them together and make one kick out of it. Uh-huh. So I got like the opposite approach, but that helps me. Like first of all, not doing like somebody else that already frees you up to just make something cool. That yes. already helps like to be very fast, and then wow. like you know constantly resampling, and then later on layer everything together, like. Every time, like I go above two hours for making one kick, it's like no, fuck that. Then I, I, I rather trash it and start a new one. So like I always got huge respect for because I know a lot of people who really go on for three weeks, like making a kick. I couldn't do that. Oh, this is like no, I couldn't do that. Oh, it's fucking bullshit, man. For real. Like I said everything above two hours. It's like really, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, second guessing like my choices in life, and I think like. Is that music now? Like, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of a music producer, but no, I'm just hearing like one little sound in a loop for two hours. Then, then I, I always think like, no, 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 I, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. in, like in a way you, you're totally right. Because, because how many times does it happen to me that actually I'm working on, I'm trying to make a kick. I have this, you know, Okay, I'm going to try to make like a good kick in this kind of vibe and stuff. And I'm like working on it, working on it, working on it, working on it. Like hours later, I save the project, go to bed, wake up the next morning, listen to it. Fucking bullshit. And like disappointed. Yeah. uh... The whole night spent on doing shit, you know. But... These are, you know, these these are the, the these are the way like to learn to do stuff, and then to be able to do it fast after that yeah. uh, on a certain way. Um, like for example, you know, you develop many different techniques, all right, many yeah. different way to to make a kick, and 
I remember like I, I was, I show it to uh, a roommate like two years ago or something like that. I was like, okay, this, I, I was trying to help him like uh, regarding a specific kind of kick. And uh, I, I, I did like something I was like surprised myself. Like in 15 minutes, I was like, fucking hell, that sounds good. <laughs> I didn't save it, of course, of course you know? Yeah, yeah. Of course. And then I tried to do it again, and no. Do, no. do you ever have that issue? I, I, I every once in a while run into that problem. Sometimes I also make like a really cool kick in 15 minutes, and I think like, no, it can't be cool because it was only 15 minutes, you know? And then I'm like, no, I got to do more. I got to do more. Do you have that problem too? Like yeah, you are very fast, then you think like it can't be good because it was so fast. Um, I, I I save it anyway. Yeah, but, but I got it. I got it also with tracks too. You know, if I make <laughs> if I lay down a full track in one day, I'm like, no, there has to be shit because like how how I I can't lay down a track in one day. You know, and then I'm second guessing everything because it was too fast. Oh man, I have I have some tracks on on wax. I have some tracks on records that have been done in two two hours. Yeah, yeah, but it's a different time, you know. Nowadays, uh, it's 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 a bit different with all those little tricks and everything. It's expected that you, you got a lot of more shit going on. You know, I understand. Like you know, ten years ago, it was all right, or even like fifteen years ago, like most dudes recorded the track in like three minutes because you know they played it live tweaked everything wow. live and that was it you know so but nowadays it's kind of expected that you got like a lot of little details and here and there and effects and stuff so sometimes it feels like laying down a track in one day is kind of too fast so sometimes i run into this problem that i think like if i'm moving too fast that it's not good because it was way too fast so you don't yeah. have that problem I, I don't think I have that that problem. No, I, I don't. No, no, because, for example, lately, all right, uh, no, because no, because concretely, uh, like especially the newest tracks I've been doing since two years, uh, there's a part on every track which I call the hard part that I'm trying to make a, a, a kick from scratch. Mm -hmm. But there's a hard, hard tech part, which the kick is so not difficult to do. Uh, it's basically like a, a techno kick, yeah. like just a bit more overdrive and a bit tweak. Uh, it's not, you know, it's hard tech. It's not. <laughs> so it's not... Uh, with the amount of work beside that that I have to do for every of these tracks, I don't have any. I don't know, man. If I there's a few tracks that if I could have done the the, the hard part, the, the the kick, the hard part kick within 15 minutes, I'll be more than happy instead yeah. of like feeling like that. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I don't think. I don't. I don't remember having that. Uh, that feeling and in fact i i believe i believe the opposite uh somebody who is who's able to to make a track within two hours okay if we exclude maybe the the mix down and the mastering 
Yeah. Maybe that can take a little bit more time sometimes. But to start a track and finish it within two hours, you know, I think it's the best way to go. Yeah, usually those are the better tracks. You know, that's my experience. Like when you like really work on and off or maybe a month on the track, usually they're not that good. But if it like really flows, may, in my case, maybe not two hours, but if like those tracks, which I make for my standards very quickly, I usually also those which I think are better, you know, or also, you know, work better and sell more. So I, I agree on that because yeah. one of my no, you, you, you know, like that feeling that you said, I, I think I have it even before starting to work on something. I, I think I, I'm, I, I, because how you describe it is like, a, you know, you describe it as like putting yourself some limits, like, oh, no, I'm not allowed to, to release something that took me 10 minutes to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I put these limits even before starting to work. So yeah. sometimes if I think about uh, an idea, a simple idea, for example, or whatever, I'm like, oh, no, that's, that seems like too easy to do, too simple, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Maybe this is where I stop myself sometimes. Yeah, you know, I was also struggling with this thing for many years. You know, usually you got like this kind of arrangement that you got like some drop, you know, then you got like the main kind of climax part and then you got another drop at the end, like where the three kick parts are. And I always had like this issue that I couldn't use the first drop as the last drop again. I was like, no, that's too lazy and everything. But uh -huh. um Yeah. And then at some point I realized like who the fuck gives the shit? Like better repeat the first one because it was awesome than make a new one which sucks, you know? So but there was also this thing in the head which always said like, no, you can't do that. It's too lazy. You can't do that. But at the end of the day, I guess it really doesn't matter. A good track is a good track. Do you agree? Maybe you know, it's like maybe because the way I work, you know. Um, I, I agree with you, but because of the way I work, I, I, I managed to not feel this way because most of the time, and, and I, I, I never did it like uh, on a conscious way. It was, it's, it's somebody that pointed out, somebody who came at my house a few years ago pointed he pointed out to me the way I work. It's like, for example, if you have like this uh, on Ableton, you have like uh, the, all the, you have like the whole session mm -hmm. and you have the clips. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm not working exactly this way, but let's, let's pretend. I put stuff on clips. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I have like a, a whole sequence running. And it's full. It's full on. There's no space to put something else, you know? Yeah. Once I have that, you know, I copy previously and I remove an element. And I copy previously and I remove an element. And I copy previously and so on. Mm -hmm. Until I start with only like a clap, for example. Okay? Yeah. So because of the way I'm working like that, you know, it's like my main one is already there. Yeah, yeah so it's always yeah. building up. Yeah. So the, the, the surprise that I want to keep for later, yeah. 
you know like the whole thing is already set up like i have a good loop you know okay this loop is, i'm fine with that you know i could listen to that loop forever yeah but it's already at 3 minute 15 you know yeah i see i see and uh and usually for me it's like what you will call the second drop it won't have or i will have removed like the main synth of yeah. the, so basically your track is building up constantly yeah. yeah 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 okay that's a different approach it's actually a good approach <laughs> i should try that it's a way to it's i don't know it's like it deconstructing yeah, yeah 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 it's kind of the old school way you know how like you know they used to do hip hop and stuff and also house music also one eight bar loop copy through and then mute what you don't need until at some point somewhere towards the end everything is playing i would you know i would i would think it will be like the other way around it's like you know it's like for like a, a, imagine you're jamming or well, once again music musician you're jamming you're with your friend you know and then you just put the kick like boom 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 and then you put the eye at boom, 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 boom. and the, the other guy like he's in charge of like the tbu203 for example mm -hmm. you just create a sequence and then like it's silent and it starts like it, exactly like this is how i see like for a hard floor like this old mm -hmm. project you know just for me this is and uh it sounds like jams but you know like perfectly synchronized two guys perfectly synchronized together you know yeah. and just jamming together and genius jams so uh but actually maybe they did it exactly the way that i described how i work maybe they did that i have no idea how they work yeah but for me to achieve this kind of work it's the way i can do it yeah, it's it's a very interesting approach. I'm definitely um, gonna try it for myself too, because um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been always like more like you know, yeah, I also kind of start somewhere, but um, this is this is a good thing because that's kind of yeah, like you know, like I definitely know from a lot of hip hop guys how they do it. They make like an eight bar loop, like the full loop, and then they start arranging it and basically taking shit out. So it's it's cool. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I saw that also. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah from from a hip hop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like pretty much all the hip hop guys do that. Like, you know, or at least like I don't know how they nowadays do it, but that was the way to do it. Just because it's also all loop based, you know. So it's yeah. like the four bar or eight bar loop, and they built just a full loop, and then they start when they start arranging it, you know, they start like taking shit out. So. Mm -hmm. And also, they have to think about uh, leaving space. Yeah, um, yeah, it's exactly. Also, like, like, like in a band context, you know. So, like, when the yeah. singer is singing, you play less distorted guitar. Um, but then, when I don't know, like, when the riff comes in, like, everything is distorted because the vocal gets out. So, yeah, it's always interesting. I always say, like, you know, for like the electronic producers. I would advise everybody to make like unquotes real music because mm -hmm. there you kind of learn a lot when it comes down to mixing or like arrangement and stuff you know that's yeah. what I see a lot which you know people a lot of electronic producers who never like actually been in a band or made real music or are interested in 
quotes real music let's let's say handmade music i guess a lot of them missing this thing you know and then a lot of them are always trying to rely a lot on mixing and mastering instead of like you know just just remove that shit which you don't need so what you need gets the most attention so you know I was trying to tell like um you start already mixing by the choice of sounds and when what is playing and then what register and everything uh, even when when i was when i was uh, teaching ableton uh i was torturing like some of my students with uh, some genesis like just yeah. you know can't go wrong with that <laughs> just because the way that uh, you know it's uh, the way that it's uh, it's built basically yeah. you know and uh, it has nothing to do with uh, what we are doing no 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 but you can learn a lot from that yeah. you know yeah 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 so I guess that, that that's something I really miss um, in a lot of um, like, you know, when I talk to young producers and I'm in touch with young producers a lot. And that's what I miss kind of a lot is like, they're all about hardcore and that's cool, you know, but you know, sometimes it's good also to listen to other music. You know? So it's like, it's definitely not a good thing to only listen to raw style and only make raw style or only listen hardcore and only make hardcore. Um, you know, so I guess like for a lot of people it would be like really good advice. Just really go outside and maybe even like if it's like cheesy shit, but even like check out the big hits from the past like 30 years even though if you may not like them, but you can like really take a lot away from them in terms of like, you know, sound design, mixing, mastering, arrangement, especially arrangement, you know, once yeah, you start yeah. realizing that like at what point, you know, the guitars disappear, at what point they come in and everything that all like really makes sense, you know, and then mixing goes by itself. What I'm wondering lately is, you know, these hits that you hear on the radio, and sometimes they are like one hit wonder. Yeah. And I, I'm not talking about like a, there's some stuff that obviously it's like a producer work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes like there's some actual musician bands, they have only one hit and like they have their fan base and this fan base, they know their albums and they like them and and I, I, this is I, I'm curious about that lately you know some some st because my girlfriend is like listening to so much different stuff than I do yeah. you know uh, she's more into like some she's a bit hippie and so on so um, and she had like some sort of much more commercial taste than I do also yeah like I know I know like the big hit of uh, Amy Winehouse, for example, but I don't know beside that, you know, and she does. Yeah. So it's like, this is, and yeah, I, I started like to wonder about that lately, you know, it's You awesome. mean like, w why come they only have one hit and nothing else or? No, it's more like uh, be, being curious of, okay, it's like uh, these, the, 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 these people, they don't only have it, they had other songs that they want to, they want to express themselves, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day, it's 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 supposed to be about that. 
Expressing. Yeah, but but you know how it works in the industry. You know, usually like you know, band has an album done, but then like some executive comes in and says like, you know, we need something for the radio. You know, it's kind of like Black Sabbath made their breakthrough. You know, their album was fucking done, but then the label was pushing them to make something which is suitable for the radio and something which is more mainstream. So mm -hmm. they wrote up, like, in half an hour, they wrote up Paranoid, which became, like, their biggest hit ever, and which kind of put them on the map, you know. And this song was nothing like the rest of the album, but, you know, that kind of made the big hit. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes that happens. Like, a band has, like, a certain sound, something they go for, but then they get pushed into making something which potentially will work or they even get a song pitched already like you know guys this is the song it will be a hit please yeah. record that and that's sometimes what happens like it's maybe you know they say like okay those dudes pay us like a full album so let's do one track for them so they shut the fuck up you know yeah. and that's what happens sometimes like they got a lot of songs which they love because a lot of times like those one hit wonders they don't even like their hit you know <laughs> So they, they a lot of times like those I'm not talking about those pop bands uh, pop groups which not even write but like those bands which write their music a lot of times when they had like one big commercial hit they don't even like it themselves you know they yeah, just got pushed I, I, into it to make that like how many people are going to a fucking stadium just to hear Hotel California and they don't even listen to the first two hours for yeah, example of course of course do 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 you know um, Rob Zombie Mm -hmm. um, same thing like you know he's playing like since I don't know how many years but people don't know one single fucking song of him they just want to want to hear Dragula that's the only song they don't want to hear anything else that's like I know the song but I, uh, <laughs> I, I for me for me like what he was doing with White Zombie was way better anyway so. absolutely like you know <laughs> The, the what was it called thunder kiss and shit like yeah, my yeah. god but like as rob zombie it's only dragula that's the only one but you know he's still around maybe you know he got some fame through the movies he made and shit but people don't know one single fucking song of his it's just dragula but he's playing like his two hour sets everywhere you know so that's what happens sometimes okay i didn't even know it was his biggest hit <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's huge <laughs> it's fucking huge <laughs> no 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 i know it was it, it's one for me it was one of one of you know i I thought he had at least four or five hits but i i, I wasn't sure it was I, i didn't know it was his, his biggest hit. it's like a nine inch nails of course it's closer you know mm -hmm. for example yeah. you know but this i i didn't know And and honestly, I know I know Rob Zombie or there's a shit, there's a lot of stuff I know about this kind of new metal metal. I don't know what because I was working in a club for 13 years in Montreal, like playing these kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, every week, like a fucking jukebox, playing uh, Rage Against the Machine and yeah. Down and. And I, first of all, I never really liked these bands, and uh, and I and I turned out like to hate them with passion because I, <laughs> I listen to that every week, you know. Yeah. 
it's like, oh my God. So I, it's, I, I know Rob Zombie songs just because of that, because otherwise, like for me, a, 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 a Rob Zombie, White Zombie was good. White I, Zombie was awesome. Yeah. I, they made was, it some really you know, they, they had, it, Like a groovy, they have this new sound of like groovy metal. Yeah. I wouldn't dare to call that new metal. It was groovy metal, you know, which made them interesting. Yeah, it was also before new metal became a thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no, they, they, they had their own sound, which, would, you know, it's more interesting for me than yeah. copy. Anyway, like this whole new metal thing, for me, it's, I remember when, what was the beginning of all that kind of stuff? Yeah, Limp Bizkit, Papa Roach and shit like that. Uh, this is this is now this this is like a new but even when corn started oh, yeah. Yeah. it was like not you know and i i think i might be i might have been wrong on that but even tool i was putting tool into this kind of stuff which today i can have more respect about that band than a lot of these kind of bands you know, yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes you, I, I, you know, I mean, I, what I mean by wrong, I mean it around '95. I used to, to say like, "Oh, this is fucking bullshit," you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes that happens. Uh, you, know, happens you, listen to, you listen to one song, two songs, and then you made your idea. You know, sometimes it's like that. Yeah. So yeah, it was 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 with hardcore for me like that. When I first what? heard it, I was like, the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> I was like, who in his fucking right mind is going to listen to that shit? But <laughs> later I, <laughs> I learned to love it. And I was like, oh, how could I think otherwise back then? <laughs> what, what I started to be interested in lately was, uh, well, not lately, since, since the fucking virus, like I'm not... I'm just this. I'm just not doing anything, not listening anything. I'm not interested in anything. But uh, I started like to dig into jazz, which I never did before. Yeah. And uh, in in mostly in an intellectual point of view, not even like oh god, I have goosebumps listening to Miles Davis. No, it was mainly it's like something like a bit uh, nerdy you know yeah it's like especially john coltrane and uh, you know this kind of more complicated stuff i started because i always hate jazz with passion yeah. and i used to think like ah one day i'll be old and i'll try to discover jazz yeah and, and now, now it's the day yeah <laughs> no, I had I had that period of time too. Like I was buying all all types of jazz CDs because you know I was like, okay, all the smart and educated people are listening to this shit, so I gotta listen to it. But no, never, never kind of caught on to me. <laughs> so I kind of um, out of like probably twenty CDs which I bought on one, I once found a cool sample which I used for a hip hop beat. <laughs> but that's it. That's everything I got out of jazz in my life. But I can understand why, like a lot of people, really enjoy it. It's kind of um, there are also like so many different types of jazz, like also in hardcore. But um, 
you know, it's it's a sometimes very expressive music. I once I once even recorded the jazz album. It was uh-huh. like it was like a saxophone and um a piano only, like a duo, but it was like jazzy shit, like very experimental shit. I hated every second of that. And I was like they played everything live. And then some, you know, somewhere he makes a mistake, and I was like, "Why the fuck do you think it's a mistake? Like, it's all sound wrong." So, and we've been recording this whole album for like I don't know, like probably a month, and it was like the worst time of my life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I would have felt like that too, man. You've been you've been one of the kind of first people making like French core sample packs. Um, how did that came about? And aren't you like bothered that like hundreds of kids will have your kicks? <laughs> Not one of the first. I was the first. You you've been the first, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought so. I just didn't then wasn't sure if my yeah. research was right, and I didn't want to offend somebody again. You know. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, I yes, I was the first one. Like. Uh, not just because uh, 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 Lenny came to play in Montreal and the day after the gig we met and I don't know, we were having a beer in a park or something like that. And he said, ah, the only thing I miss in, uh, in, in my packs is like a, a French core one. And I was like, okay, all right, give me, give me some time. I'll give it to you. I'll make it for you. Yeah. But I made it like so complicated back then, man. So, it's like I, I, I set up like the... I was still in Montreal, so I had a little bit of gear still there, like synths and stuff, and I set up everything. And uh, all the samples was like from a drum machine, from a DX. And um, oh man, it's, it was a nightmare. Like, you know really- what I hated about that pack? You didn't name the keys of the kicks and everything. Yeah, that back then it was not. Uh, it was not a topic back then, right? Like no, yeah. no, it it changed. Uh, it changed a little bit after that. Not yeah. so long after that, yeah. uh, sample pack became like different and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we had also like those, like a lot of um, those um, very complex drum breaks in there too. Back then, as far as I remember, in this first pack, right? Like some the drum loops. Oh, the, yeah. Breakbeat, yeah, yeah, exactly. The breakbeats, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the vocals, oh. yeah, right, right, right. The, the vocals. vocals actually, it was with my uh, with my friend who I was in a band with, mm. and uh, yeah, he actually he passed away like uh, three or four years ago, and uh. In that session, I uh, in that session for the sample pack, I recorded the extra extra voice with him, mm-hmm. and uh, I released a track uh, two months ago on a, on a record on a vinyl um, on metal plus metal, and uh, that's him uh, actually. It was it's a SPK cover. SPK is a really old industrial band. Yeah. Uh, it was actually a, a Graham Revel band. Graham Revel is like doing Hollywood score now. Okay. He, he used to do like uh, yeah. real industrial shit, you know? Yeah. And this is, this is a cover of like, for me, it's like one of the best songs yeah. of the universe. It's just, 
amazingly before ahead of his time. Yeah, we always thought on on that pack the vocal. We always thought that was Lenny. Like I remember once we've been um, in the studio with Noise Suppressor. He also on one track he used them. I think. Um, yeah. Was it? Um, the ears bleed part. Ears yeah. bleed. Yes, yes. And we've been browsing for that pack because uh, Lenny sent it uh, like a long time before and browsing it's like oh fuck that's Lenny for some reason we both thought it's Lenny yeah no I heard the track I saw the video I heard the track and I was like oh man that's awesome and uh, because you asked me how I feel actually I feel I, I felt that it, it was awesome yeah and, uh, unfortunately I sent it to my friend the video but he never he never saw it he, mm. he passed away like before he could see the, the, the video and uh, also, I heard some DJ tracks. He released a record on uh, Peace Off, and uh, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of these samples uh, on the pack on this release. Yeah, and I thought uh, I thought it was awesome. No man, really, it's like I, I like that. Uh, I think it's great when I when I hear people using the the sound of the pack, yeah. and I find it. I find it interesting to see like what the context they they do it and so I would be more curious, man. For example, honestly, I would be more curious to hear like I don't know a Diplo song, for example, with yeah. one of these songs. songs. Yeah. Yeah. Like to like to de- to put it on uh, a complete different uh, context. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. That that that's also something I always like hope for, like really to hear like any of my sounds uh-huh. on like outside that um, you know, that whole hard dance thing. That would be of course really great. But yeah. pro- I probably so. I mean I wouldn't be surprised. Probably somebody did it, but probably nobody big, because the big guys always also you know, they, they know how to tweak their samples and customize them and everything, so... Yeah, no, but yeah, it's, I think it will be more... Um, I, I don't know, it's fun anyway that people are using the sound and doesn't... No, I don't take it... No, not at all. I think it's fun. And I, mean, I think it will be even more fun like to hear, I don't know, my friend screaming in a Rihanna song, for example. Yeah. I'll be like, ah, oh, fuck, that's fucking awesome. But but those, those uh, vocal samples, I still hear them on um, new releases uh every once in a while so every once in a while when i still go through hard tunes and shit every once in a while they still appear you know some of this uh shouts from from that pack oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so i'm usually you know not like high quality shit but i think you just um, (laughs) i think you just get an idea like how much i don't listen that much to hard but, <laughs> um, there, there's a sample which um been used a lot. I don't, not sure if it was from your pack. That was like DJ, give me a fat bass. Was it from your pack too? No, no. Okay, but okay. For some reason, I thought it was also from your pack. But it's also like a sample which you hear quite a lot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But this is this is old, no. Well, I mean, your pack is also old. It's not like it no, came, no, like no, your no, first no, pack. <laughs> so no, like I mean, came no, out no, yesterday. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, but give me a fat beat. This is like a nineties sample. No, 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 no. But there was a pack, and it's not saying fat beat, but fat bass or something or something. Okay. Like that. But it was definitely from a pack. I definitely remember. I've kind of 
came across it on some demo or something. I'm always like this guy who's listening to the all the demos, you know, just to see what's going on. I kind of always uh, try to stay up to date, not with listening to the tracks, because it's like impossible to find tracks. Um, but and um, for different genres and hard dance music, there's not much going on. But you know, when I try to keep up to date what's going on with uh, EDM and stuff, I just check out the recent sample packs. Uh-huh. Then I get a good idea what's going on instead of like trying to find like those tracks which are hot right now. Because usually the tracks which are hot right now are being copied in those newer sample packs. So that way, I always like stay up to date by listening demos oh, yeah. from sample packs. So, yeah, I, I heard like some, uh, I did oof, 10 years ago, like some Steve Angelo, I think his name, mm. Steve Angelo tracks. Oh, he, he was like, he got like a lot of shit thrown at him. Cause like he made like a beat part number one, which was, um, a complete construction kit from a vengeance sample pack. He just like put in new drums, but like the whole essence of the track was a construction kit. So he got like a lot of shit thrown at him. But even like the guy from Vengeance back then made a statement. He said like, dude, that's what they're made for, you know? So <laughs> it's like, okay, he got a beatport number one. He done something on it. It's not like he used the full demo of the construction kit and um, brought it together, but he did some work on it. But yeah, that, that's, that's actually like a, a, a good topic. Like, I think also Prodigy had this kind of, you know, when they, they released their big hit, uh, the album with the, the crab on it, I don't know. Oh, um, I think it, it was all made of uh, proper head reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was completely uh, reason, yes. Yeah. They, they mixed it externally. Um, you know, they they um, oh, what was the name of the guy who actually done all that shit? I remember, but he like um talked about it kind of did mix the drums all on the Mackie 8 bus because he liked that sound, and then it went all through like big ass SSL shit. But the actual production was all done on in reason, but they also did like a lot of sampling on that record. I mean, yeah. there's like a video where I think it's a Russian guy. He recreates um, smack my bitch up and he shows like the sample where he cuts it out and like brings it together. Like they did. Like it's, it's amazing. It's like four or five different samples just thrown yeah. together. And it's such a big hit and so awesome. So it's definitely an art form. You, you cannot say it's like, you know, I mean, there's a different thing than what's going on maybe in uh, hardcore nowadays where they just take like two minutes of a pop song and put an up-tempo kick on it. That's already a different thing. But what like the Prodigy did back then, like with really using little samples and throw them together and like really make a new track out of it, that was um, pretty impressive. But I don't know, like people, there was uh, people criticizing that they, they were using like mostly preset library from Reason and as if it was something lazy or, I don't know, one thing leads to another, like now, like I, I, saw, I saw some people wondering like if hardcore shouldn't be more about like being original 100% instead of like sampling and stuff like that. I don't know what, I don't, 
I, I would say who cares? Like first of all, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I guess you know, a good song is a good song. I got I got a I got a got a big problem with it if you don't do anything yourself. If you if you take for instance smack my bitch up, yeah. Um, you can take either sample away and it's still gonna be cool, right? If you take all of them away, it sucks. Then there's nothing left. But you can um, take away that smack my bitch up thing and you still got a song. You can take away that little sound in the beginning. Um, it's still it's still there. The the problem, I guess, what they talking now about hardcore being hundred percent original is they don't do shit anymore in hardcore. That's the problem, you know. There's nothing wrong with sampling, in my opinion, you know. Like for instance, they all say like Angerfist is also sampling. Yeah, but he takes like a little phrase from a fucking movie, or maybe like you know a little piece of like um, the end of of Rammstein of of the vocal. But that doesn't make the song. If you take away that sample. You still got something left. I guess what what those people saying who criticizing that amount of sampling in hardcore is um, they do too much. Like I said, if if I take now like Lincoln Park is super is a, a favorite, right? They take like half of a song of Lincoln Park and put an up tempo kick on it. If you take away that Lincoln Park sample, there's nothing left. I guess that's something w what they, th those people talk about, and I kind of agree on that because you know you you should be kind of original. And you should bring something to the to the table, which kind of makes it your song, you know. Because of course, like I can go on Wikipedia, take like the biggest sold hits from the past hundred years, and sample them in the breakdown and put an up tempo kick on it. And of course, like I go sky high, but there is no nothing I have done, just the sound. But that's no nothing creative or like, you know, I didn't create anything. You know, I, I guess that's what the discussion is about. What do you think? All right, you know, some you know you you, you mentioned before. Uh, sometimes I do stuff uh, within uh, two hours that I feel like uh, it was too easy to do, and I shouldn't do it or release it or whatever sometimes i feel like that for this specific reason like mm -hmm. taking a track putting a kick under it just a kick and feeling like this is fucking awesome this is mm -hmm. perfect just doing that and then this is where i start to feel guilty i'm like i cannot yeah. do that yeah of course <laughs> and now that we're talking about it I'm, i just i i i start like to to think the other way around i'm like Okay, why? Why am I saying that I'm not allowed to do that? You know? Well, I mean, there are many reasons. I mean, first of all, legally, you're not allowed to do any sampling at all. All um, right, but yeah, that's it. But like, morally, morally, you know, I I am the biggest fan, and I appreciate like you know having like those bootlegs because that that are essentially bootlegs, right? Um, yeah. Uh, the, the problem is like when those people talk about like you know hardcore should be more original and shit is there's nothing wrong like make a bootleg put it on soundcloud and maybe give it to a couple of djs so they can play it because people certainly enjoy it but there is kind of something wrong because you know if you for instance you sample like phil collins right there was there was like um 
there was like a studio which got paid, which been like, I don't know, $400 per hour. There been was like a, some fucking orchestra paid and everything. And, you know, this guy spent his whole fucking life writing the music and everything. So there are so many people who brought something to the table, who paid for something, who did something. And if somebody goes in, samples it and makes a kick, which he puts on top, And out of that, he generates sales, he generates streams, and he gets a whole career out of that without like ever giving something back to the right owners. I guess, I guess there, there, there is a problem basically, because you know, um, the people on the floor, they don't give a shit, especially like they, they like the shit more. They like more something they know, you know, if, um, you know, I play like some bootleg of don't touch the stereo. And then in the raw style set, of course, everybody's like, doop, 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 doop. But if I release it with that sample, and that's kind of what makes the track, and I kind of monetize on it, I think that's wrong, you know? And I, I kind of pretend I did it, you know, because I didn't do it. I just made a kick on top of that. So. But if it's part of your act, No, I mean, and like, you, if you play it out, like, the, the, the problem is, is, is the monetization of that, you know? Yeah, but if, you, if it's part of your act and you're getting paid for a gig at the end, it's the same. No, no, but that's what I say. If you play it and you're set, it's absolutely fine. Because people can enjoy it and, you know, if, if everything gets tracked, even, like, the original rights holder gets their money from their, like, you know, uh, um, how's it called? The society, like Game or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, But we are, we are arguing for the sake of it right now, okay? Let's yeah, 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 yeah. Let's keep that in mind. But imagine, imagine a, a, a DJ who's only, all the tracks he have is only that. You know? It's only bootleg like that no that's, it's fine it's fine to uh, that, that's what i say it's fine to play that I, i don't think i don't think it's it's right to um put them out in your name you know like put them on soundcloud say whatever it is like it is like um, like we had it martial masters don't touch the stereo whatever dj sexy bastard bootleg or something you know what i mean um But don't don't I, I don't I, I don't think it's right to call it yourself your own and especially I don't think it's right to make money on that. Because in my opinion, it's fine with sampling as long as the sample is not the track. As long as you can take out the sample and you still have a track. You know, I, I guess when you reach that point where you can't take out the sample without losing the track, I guess it's a little bit too much. I don't know where to draw the line, honestly. <laughs> me, me I, I, I don't know because this is one thing I like. All right, let's say, let's say I agree with you, okay? Let's say I agree with you and I agree 100% even, even more, all right? Yeah. At the point that I will say that uh, sampling shouldn't even, even be allowed or legal. So that means, man, I have more than half of my whole career tracks that are disappearing right away because I like, I like to do that. I like to sample. Now, uh, 
if it, it's like I, I see it like uh, this is the problem. I see it like freedom of speech. If you're like for the freedom of speech, or you are completely for it, or you're not. So that means even uh, like the most outrageous stuff are allowed to be said, you know? So if I'm like, if I, I, I consider that sampling should be allowed, even like the most lame stuff should be allowed as well. This is, I, I'm not saying it's my, um, my statement, but I'm wondering if it's not the same way of thinking about it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. if you want to be able to have, like you cannot say like sample uh, should be allowed, but, you know, where's the, where's the line? You know? you know, I think I think I think I get what you mean, and we talk a little bit about different things. Um, of course, like we said, legally it's not allowed at all. But you know, like what you say about your stuff, you know, you using acapellas, you use this, you use that. I'm talking about like having a full breakdown of something which there's absolutely nothing you have done maybe a shaker loop and that's it and then put a kick on it yeah so, you know a lot of guys getting creative and they sample definitely more than they should but it's it's still okay you know um you, you got the track uh lick my crack or at least like it's with the sample um you know my hips my back lick my pussy and my crack but you use the acapella, you know, at the end you got a melody which is not related to that. So you definitely did a lot of stuff on top. You know, you could take away that sample and of course it would lose a little bit, but you could still play it, you know, it would be there. <laughs> so, you know, of course, of course, there, there, there are still the kicks, there are the synths, there are everything. Then uh, after a couple of minutes, there's the melody and everything. You you brought an, a lot to the table, you know, like the 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 acapella you used is kind of you know the icing on the cake, but it's not the full fucking cake. That's that's <laughs> that's kind of what we yeah. you know what what, know. what we are kind of off a little bit because I'm talking about when like the whole cake is the fucking sample, you know. That's that's where I think that there you gotta really draw the line, you know. Well, so we are no, I think we are talking about the same thing, and. It's like, okay, all right, we, we, we're on the same page. There's no problem about that. Uh, w where I'm pushing the idea is like, uh, if, you, if we put ourselves in somebody else's shoes, like the girl who was singing uh, my, my neck, my back, yeah. show her the track. Would she think the same than you just did? I don't think so. No, she would be pissed off. Exactly. Yep. So, and she no got a good reason for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're making money with her voice on it and she just doesn't get it. <laughs> for example, you know, so... Let me let me put up an example. I'm going to... Sorry, I got to interrupt you. Um, in my producer Facebook group, um, a couple of days ago, one guy had a question. If yeah. I take a talk from one sample pack and a tale from another one, um, and glue them together and make like 50 kicks of that and make an own sample pack, can I sell it then? Uh-huh. 
And I was like, no, absolutely fucking not. You know, I'm not sitting there for hours and hours to create that fucking tail. So you just, you know, take two of my kicks, split them in the middle, glue them together and sell them, you know? So huh. that, <laughs> you know, like, sure, do that, but give me a cut, you know, don't, don't take the whole cake for yourself. Cause that's, that's like based on my work. So I got a problem with that. So basically that's kind of the same thing, you know, it's like probably if she would get a cut, she would say like, uh -huh. yeah, fuck that. It's okay. Let him do it. But you know, that's kind of the same thing. I mean, you wouldn't also appreciate if like somebody takes like your last pack and like throws together your kicks in five minutes, like, you know, on one afternoon he got a new pack and he's putting it out and like, you know, taking away your share with your samples. It's like the fucking far west, man. It's yeah, it is. <laughs> it not, this, is. This is the thing. It's like the fucking far west. It's uh, you. You cannot. It's 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 hard to to say that uh, we you want to be allowed to do whatever you want, but you don't want other people to be allowed to do whatever they want. Like like you know this guy who asked, "Can I take a part of this sample pack and the other part and put them together?" No, you're not, but I'm going to turn around and do it myself, you know. <laughs> That's not what I do. I make my oh. kicks from scratch. <laughs> I, I'm joking, but now that you mention it, it's like... Fuck man, that's a brilliant idea, man. But, like, but but you know, that's that's what happening in hardcore all the time, you know. Guys building like their whole fucking careers of like, you know, really you know, they're not taking just a sample, they also take a craft, right? So there are guys who can't play an instrument, who can't write, who can't do anything, but they take from somebody who's been doing it for 30 years and take it for themselves and build a career out of that the only thing they do is making a kick but if somebody is sampling their kick they're the first ones who screaming out and it's like the fuck why do you sample my kick and you know shame on you and like you know those guys who like build their whole fucking career on stealing from others are the most upset when somebody steals their precious kick the only thing they do <laughs> that's kind of what happens same thing you know probably now you have you have to call names what i have to call you call names who's that <laughs> like when you said when you said you said some guys are like crying that they got stolen i want names now i want names <laughs> <laughs> Well, there there are quite a lot. Every time, every time, like you know, you hear some big scandal on somebody. It's like, oh, my cake got stolen. My cake got sampled. Everything. There's pretty much everybody samples the shit out of everybody else. But you know, I, everybody. I I don't I I haven't I don't I don't I haven't heard that. I heard a few stories. Uh The last one I heard of was uh, this radical redemption Satan yeah. thing. Satan, yeah. Uh, which, which I, I don't think it's even him who called that. It's, no, I think it, it was Satan himself. You sure? It's yeah, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. He made he made a statement about uh, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like he, 
he didn't like you know throw shit at him he just made a statement he was like okay since so many people asking i clearly hear my kick from that and that track it's not a call up it's not a something whatever remix i don't know why he did it so no but this is what i mean it's like he he mentioned that like people were telling him he was yeah but he also made he also made clear that he definitely hears his kick in his track yeah yeah, yeah. so and I mean, you know, um, he's a nice guy. I met him, really nice guy. But he also samples Lil John and everything, you know. I mean, of course, like in his track, take out the Lil John sample, doesn't matter, you know, his tracks are really defined by his kicks. So if somebody got a right to, you know, get offended if somebody steals his kick, it's probably Satan because his kicks are also kind of unique. And I was about to ask like, who who sampled Little John, but I'm gonna change Satan. my by who didn't sample Little John. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is there anybody who never sampled Little John? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, that would be a good track, actually. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> Raise your hand, the first one who didn't sample Little John. <laughs> And like nobody. That's good. That's really good. No, but you see where I'm coming from. It's like uh, no, I know, I know. It's it's, it's like, like even even I I'm not even I, I you know like for for example Martin is uh is absolutely massively creative and he's the one who've been totally ripping off a cappella like the whole thing you have at least three or four five tracks i don't know how much how many with just you put the whole a cappella the whole thing it's i mean it's outrageous and this is this is the thing this is exactly why i like it not because that much that i like the acapella but, but because again, he it's, an acapella. it's an acapella he still makes the music part on top you know it's not you know it's yeah but man, put yourself put yourself in the mc shoes to say yeah, of course of course you want to fucking punch the guy in the head you know what i mean it's like it's it's but uh, once again you have if you take that out of context you have uh check out this band called evolution uh, control committee okay uh more than 20 years ago what they did is like they put uh this uh, tijuana brass band okay song uh, and they put like a public enemy a cappella on top of it mm -hmm. and it, it's like a counterpoint and they released it on record right? and both both are like essentially not absolutely nothing change you know like a, a mashup before before everybody called it a mashup they did a mashup they released it on record back then yeah. we called it re remix when you take an acapella and just make a new uh uh instrumental underneath like you know in the hip-hop world that was always a remix more or less yeah, but while you call that a remix while somebody else called that a mashup and so on like the companies will call that a ripoff you know that's It's a bootleg the, this is the thing uh, uh, yeah uh, a bootleg but also like the bootleg is like doing money and so and you know it's like i i, I think it's a bit 
what I'm what I'm pointing out here, uh, it's just like a, I think it's a bit more uh, complex and complicated than just uh, con and and believe me, man, I'm the first one. I am the first one who got upset to hear like stupid useless fucking breakdown of like fucking Linkin Park and a stupid fucking up tempo track, like yeah. you no, know, like fucking you. Um, and I know I'm I'm cursing a lot right now, and I because I heard it so many times. That is completely useless, you know. Like uh, a yeah. breakdown with like uh, with a linking park part that it doesn't lead or Evanescence who called it, you know, that doesn't lead nowhere. It's just yeah. you have a fade in, you have the voice, the part, blah, blah, yeah. and then you have a fade out, and then you know you have the like. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like just put, just like put a fucking. Yeah, but that's what we talked. What we talked about earlier. They are so focused on kicks, they can't make music because, by definition, music is a you know contains a melody, which is kind of a order of notes. They are so focused on kicks, so they forget the part about the music. So they just cut it out from somebody else and at least and something which is popular, and then put it in, and then they make the kick. Um, the, the, and I said, you know what? I, I set up tempo, but it's not only on tempo. No, 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 no. That's all over the place. But you know, the the, the main there's, problem is yeah, there's a lot of French core like that. There's a, there's some mainstream. There's like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the the you know the, the the more popular it gets, the music gets, the less you got it. You know, in hard style, you don't see that shit at all. In raw style, not from the big guys anymore. Because you know they do enough streams and they generate enough money that that can be a problem, but you know like oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, you know that that's the thing. But but at the end of the day, um, I guess for the business it would be better off if nobody would be sampling. You know, because um, first of all that's a legal thing. At the end of the day, it's it's like um, the Tour de France. And steroids, right? So it's not allowed, but it gives you a damn fucking big advantage, and everybody is doing to compete with it. You know, mm -hmm. if I if I want um, to be the next big thing in Frenchcore, and I don't want to sample anything, yeah. that means I have to write my own lyrics, I have to write own melodies, I have to produce the whole music, um, I have I have to do all that. Somebody else is taking a song with a $100,000 budget with the top-notch studio, best writers, best musicians, best equipment, uh, best engineers and everything, and just cuts it out. I can't compete with that. So you are but kind of forced into, into, into doing the same thing because you can't compete. That's kind of the Tour de France and steroids. Yeah. You know, if I'm a good cyclist, but everybody is on, on steroids... I can't compete with them, even though if that's not allowed, so I get forced into, you know, injecting some shit in my ass so I can compete, you know? Don't you feel like we're going to go there eventually? That like, uh, sampling is going to disappear? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I guess, yeah. I guess, absolutely. When I ask you, don't you think it will disappear, the samples? Uh, I'm surprised, for example, that the Beastie Boys, just the Beastie Boys, uh, if... They would man imagine how many man how many times that their voice have been sampled. It's insane, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine like all the tracking that it's possible to do now, and try to claim 
<laughs> the money from all that, like how much money it will be. No, that's know? that's what I think. I think maybe they are already aware and those you know a lot of people and like whole fucking catalogs already on their radar they're just waiting you know i have like a, a friend his song was kind of unauthorized used on some i think channel or dior or something some campaign and he found it out and he and his lawyers been really waiting until the campaign was rolling because then they had no way to pull it back you know so they've been waiting until it like really was there was no turning back so then they could really squeeze that big brand so wow. that was on purpose they've been waiting you know they could sue them right away but then they would pull it and say okay no no sorry we're not going to use the track we're going to pull it off maybe pay a little fine and that's good but once the campaign was like really rolling where they can't pull it off anymore because like they put it in like advertisement and everywhere then they got a letter and then of course like the fee was like or the the, the fine was like much higher you know so yeah. who knows maybe right now there are also a lot of tracks already like in some database and the labels are just waiting until maybe some somebody hits like 100 million with samples from one certain label so then there is a case you know because like you know 10 million plays on spotify is still kind of not much for today you know so and and i mean like uh, uh beastie boys was not like a random example I, i i heard that these guys are super protective of their stuff yeah you know? it's like uh i i i think And maybe I'm wrong. I, I think they even had problems themselves because they sampled somebody else. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Without clearing and shit like that. Of course, yeah. it was the 90s. <laughs> like when they started out. <laughs> until yeah. until Vanilla Ice, everybody was sampling like shit. But Vanilla Ice was the first one who got sued because like they haven't been selling anything. You know, they've been selling like 100,000, 200,000. And then he came on and he said like 5 million. And all of a sudden, like, you know, David Bowie and Queen came after him for, like, you know, this dim 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 So... Um, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. I think the first one was Mars. Pump up the volume. That was the first Could issue. Could also be. Could also the be. First, like, the, the, the first, like, really major, like, which Yeah, one? the first uh, sample issue, I think, was Mars with Pump up the volume. And then... Uh, at at that time, they decided that uh, there was like a, a a certain like a few seconds of a sample that was allowed. Okay, <laughs> that uh, was that was a myth. <laughs> all 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 those years, it's 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 been like among producers always like yeah, like two seconds is fine. No, it was never fine. Never. I think, yeah, that's it. It changed after that. And <laughs> I think, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it changed after the, the last whole album. Because the, the last whole first album, or maybe it was the second, I'm not sure, but I think it's the first one. Uh, it's like a sample, like back to back. Like the whole record is just sample, like an orgy of sample, <laughs> which uh, is basically well known to be impossible to do today. You know, yeah, 
just because of the, the sample clearance. Like it, it will cost a fortune to clear. Yeah. It will be like basically impossible. The only way to do that will be like uh, bootleg style, yeah. non non official. You know. So I think they change they change everything when they arrive with their album. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. This, this, it's an it, it's kind of an interesting issue. It is. Uh, I mean, I I was also if you if you want to even dig. It, even more about the subject, check uh, a band called Negative, Negative Land with their album U2. What they did is uh, they sampled U2. Okay. Like, <laughs> That's why the album um, called U2. <laughs> man, they call their album U2, but U2 is written even bigger than the name of their own band on the, on the record okay. sleeve. So they got so much in trouble. Yeah. And the, there's a few really funny story about that is first of all they it, it's kind of a band like conceptual arty farty band i like that a lot and uh, they were having a, a radio show so they received the guys from youtube in their interview uh, in san francisco or something like that and they asked them like before doing the album do you mind if somebody uh, sample you and just no no we don't care All right. So they did the album. All right. And they sampled U2. And it's not U2 that got upset. It's the, it's the record label. And they mm. sued them. They sued them for a few millions or something like that. Yeah. Then what they did is like they called, they tried to reach, or they reach or whatever, or how they do it. But they call U2 and they asked them to do like a benefit show <laughs> to, <laughs> to pay the lawsuit, man. No This fucking way. <laughs> this is awesome. I don't know if it's true or not, but this is what I heard. And I think it's fucking brilliant. It's fucking know? brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> they had on tape. They had on tape. Like, oh, you said we're allowed to sample you. You don't care. So you yeah. to do a benefit show, you know? <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, my God. This is like a... a, a this, this is clearly a, an artistic statement about sample. You know, yeah. and and of course, uh, it's quite arbitrary, uh, and but it's it's different. It's a different way of like looking at sample than just putting a, a song you like as a breakdown, like in a lazy way, and yeah. just fading out and put back your lame kick. Like I mean, you know, you know we can we can all agree. Um, the best way would be, you know, if you really want to take like a full breakdown and just put a kick so you don't really want to write your own melody on anything, um, we can all agree the best thing would be just to get a singer or a rapper or whatever you do and do the exact same thing and just get the mechanical license for that and do it a sort of a cover song. You know, that way you're safe. Uh, those people get their royalties and everybody is happy you now and you still get like you know the money for your streaming and everything the main issue is not even like you know this stealing from like um the intellectual property but the main issue is also like using the recording you know so like um rob g done the song heart sweet core 
it's a Motley Crue cover of Home Sweet Home. So uh, it's like the melody, the lyrics, he changed them up a little bit, but it's Home Sweet Home from Motley Crue. If you look in the credits, the writers down there, I think it's Tommy Lee and Nikki Six. It's not Rob G, you know? So he didn't sample a single note. He uh, redid everything they done and um, gave them the full credit and they received the royalties or Mr. Bassmeister and Rob G uh, painted black. Same thing. Not a single note was sampled. It was all redone, replayed, resung. And um, Keith Richards and uh, Mick Jagger getting their royalties, which is pretty much a joke for them. But still, that's done the right way. And, um, you know, then the you know you you don't have this problem in the first place you know so that would be the right way to do and you know on fiverr and whatever you know you find or like on the internet you find a lot of talented singers who would be down for a very small fee to re-record that shit and as a producer you would feel yourself also better because you definitely created you had the control about what you're doing in the breakdown of course it wouldn't be the same but if you like a song that much, you could do something like that. How about that? <laughs> uh, cre creatively speaking, I have issues with that. I mean, if I would... Creatively speaking, if I would uh, try to do something with like a, a vocalist or MC or something like that, I, think I will try to do something completely new, completely different. That's the, how I see things. Yeah. It, it's totally arbitrary once again. You know, I wouldn't try to... Because for me... You know, if, 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 if I... Like what, we, what you're saying about how uh, Rob did the, his things, you know? It's pretty hip-hop a way to do stuff, all right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, uh, it didn't always been like that in hip-hop. It, 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 was, it was done the first years. Things also were done uh, in a really uh, bum way, like how to say that, uh, in a really, like they were, they were stealing also. Um, yeah, but they could only steal like four seconds, you know, and then in mono. So <laughs> that was a different way back then. No, 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 no. Like just the the first, the first, the first, uh, the first, uh, the first official popular song, which is "Rapper's Delight." Uh, the it's it's uh, it's basically it's basically not uh, a Sugar Gang Hill original song. No, you know? it's so this it was. But this come, this come from uh, using turntables in the, in the park, yeah. you know. Um, but then the first the f I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but the first cleared track was Run DMC with Aerosmith. Mm. But before that, I don't think nobody bothers to ever do this. You know? No, no, no. But we're talking about a different thing. I know, I know, but the uh, Run DMC thing still contains samples. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm one I'm, thing I'm, to like replay everything, 
another thing is to already take the recording you know? uh, no, no 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 like the guys the guys from Aerosmith they, they did go to in the studio with uh, with uh, Randy James yeah but um, that's 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 kind of you know that's a different thing anyway that's not a sample not a cover song it's just a different version because the original artist is already in there yeah yeah but they could they could have like sampled easily you know yeah. and just not clear the whole thing as well it will have been possible maybe i'm sure they, this is how they were doing it before you know uh maybe i'm wrong there but i maybe it's because it was a massive hit it was a man the first massive uh, hip-hop hit you know okay how about if we settle on it should be going back to the old school because the only thing why the old hip-hop guys didn't sample as much is because they couldn't they had really like you know a couple of megabyte of sample space so a couple of seconds like in mono and they had to be creative with what they sample and how they use those samples so probably the the this this past half hour we're talking about it the main issue is they sample too much you know so they don't bring any own creativity to the table so if uh, producers would reduce themselves on just sample like a one shot or maybe a shout or something and just make something out of that so they kind of use an existing sound but bring something on to the table that would solve a lot of problems <laughs> in terms yeah, but, of originality yeah but don't don't forget one thing first of all hip-hop uh like a lot of old school hip-hop like before 1985 uh it, it was uh, like a lot of riff and so on like the bass riff mostly they come from mm -hmm. other existing songs from before yeah, right? yeah. that's one Second, uh, they were using uh, turntables, uh, like you know, they were big juggling. Yeah. Um, like this Run DMC uh, tracks from uh, Run uh, uh, Walk This Way from the Run DMC. Okay. It's it was Rick Rubin idea. Like the, he, he said to Run DMC, let's let's do Walk This Way. Okay, and. Uh, And the guys they didn't know it was called Walk This Way. They, they thought it was called uh, Toys in the Attic or something like that because it was the name of the album. Yeah. And they used to only rap on the first four bars. Before the guitar start. And the Jam Master J, who was the, the DJ of Run DMC, he always put this part. They never even listened to the rest of yeah. the song. They only knew the, the first four bars or something like that. Yeah. Because he had two copies and he played with the drum. That's it, you know? So that was like a lot of hip hop was made like that also at the beginning. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 the MC was rapping over it. So uh, my second point where I wanted to go with that uh, uh, sing all over the, the thing is like, I know it could be possible to to clear the samples and ask for the permission and pay your due and having your singer to sing it again and stuff. But for me, usually, I think like stealing the sample is part of the fun. Also, like the 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 the, the it's I like the cliche of it. Yeah, yeah. 
the cliche that you recognize that it's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. This, but this is, you know, once again, um, I, I think that it's, I don't know, like some people will just say that I'm, 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 I'm a wanker or whatever, but I, for me, it's no, but it, it, it have like a, an artistic statement by doing that. No, 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 exactly what you mean. I've done stuff like that too. Like, you know, when I, um, you know, used to produce other music, um, you know, used an acapella, which I used as a guideline. And then I wanted it to replace with um, some actual original singer. But then you get so used to it. So you, no matter what you do, it's not the same, you know? So. <laughs> I kind of understand that, you know, and also like on some cover shit, which I've done, same thing, you know, you just throw in uh, a, a sample, but you replay that and stuff, but it's never the same because you're kind of so used to the sample. So I kind of understand your point, absolutely. But do you think you will have problem? I, because I don't think I would, honestly. Do you think you would have problem to do only... I don't think I will have problem, but I don't. I don't know if I will keep go doing that. But do you, would you have problem to do only original stuff? Um, original, hundred percent. You know, not not even like a cover of uh, "Fade to Black" of uh, Metallica. Nothing. No, no. no just I mean, I mean like technically, um, just realizing it. Absolutely not. Uh -huh. um, but. I also like you, I kind of like sampling, especially like I like using um, voices from movies and shit and do yeah. stuff with them. So I would I would definitely miss it because there's some creative component to it. Like, you know, I mean, like in terms of instruments and stuff, there's no problem because you got the sample packs and you can legally use them. So, cause I, I like um, working with audio samples for myself too. Um, from, from the creative perspective, no, I don't think I would have a problem to write my own melody or to write, make chords or produce a breakdown myself. I, I don't think I would have too much a problem with that and stick to that without assembling. Yeah. No, I don't think I would. I, I wouldn't have problem. That's for sure. Yeah. But I'm not sure I will do this kind of music then. That's the thing. Yeah. That's yeah, the thing. for me, it was also when I came into the hardcore scene, um, you know, I was like, wow, that's a fucking wild, wild west. Because, you know, when I started out, I started out with hip hop and they're already it was already like not a thing which you do sampling you're already like you know it was um 2004 2005 um already sampling was not a big deal anymore so producers been already like making everything themselves and playing their instruments and i always like you know heard the 90s hip-hop and i was like dude that was a good time when they could sample shit and that was so awesome and when I got introduced into the hardcore scene back then through Noise Suppressor, I was like, dude, that's like the Wild West. Like, that's like hip hop in the 90s. Like, everybody's sampling those awesome a cappellas and everything. And like, nobody sues them and everything. 
And I mean, it was like that up until a couple of years ago where I thought like, it's getting a little bit too much, you know, it's fine, you know, taking an acapella, it's just fun. It's awesome. You know, of course you kind of harm people like, you know, those original ride holders, but where I got a problem is like in the past couple of years when they really started like actually making, yeah, mashups, you know, breakdown on drop, you know, just that's where I thought like, that's getting a little bit out of hand. Um, But other than that, I, I also personally think like it's part of the culture, part of the music. I mean, mm-hmm. house music was built on samples. Um, techno was built on samples. Um, it's it's just like, I, I still think like, you know, producers should definitely make sure they, um, the sample doesn't make the track. The sample is really just something that makes it, even better but if you take it out you still have a track that, that that's what i still believe yeah but how many how many tracks get the name from the sample so you know well i mean there are there are a couple which are, are actually really called like the original most, most of them Nah, some of them they just use a different phrase and something, but like uh, a lot of them they got like even like the full fucking name of the <laughs> where the original track is coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell! I mean, I mean, I I, I wrote out nineteen questions for you, and I asked only five or so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is it. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you share it to everybody make sure you do all that shit with like you know subscribe and just do it do do it now do it now for sounds and samples check out generalgeibel.com this is it for this week i'm not gonna tell you too much what's gonna happen next week for the old school guys it's gonna be very interesting we got somebody from the uk who's been in that business for more than 25 years so maybe you can guess it maybe not maybe write it in the comments whatever um, for now, I'm signing off. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you very much for all the support we received already. Let's grow this motherfucker to I don't know where. You know what I mean. So, all right, guys, you have a good one. We catch up next week. Bye bye.